things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Welcome to Girlfriended. I'm Patty Lynn Wyatt with The Girlfriends, and we are so excited to be on the show today. Uh, We've just been really just contemplating 2021. What does that look like? What are we doing? What are our goals? What are our resolutions? And uh, we want to just dive into that. And thinking of 2021, our word for Girlfriended is focus. And what does that look like to have focus? And if if you follow us here, we came up with two, two, two. And the twos were, uh, the first focus is we were designed here for the Great Commission. And then we also have the Great Commandment, right? So the Great Commission mm-hmm. is go out and make disciples. The Great Commandment is love Jesus, love others. Mm-hmm. And then we've also heard two most significant days of your life, the day you were born and the day you discover why you were born. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of went into what my husband, Kevin, always tells the children, which they're not children anymore, but (laughs) two biggest choices of your life. And the first choice is deciding to have that relationship with Christ. And the other choice is when you, if you do decide to get married, who you're going to marry, because that really either wreaks havoc in your world or can be <laughs> of your life. So with that, that is what we're diving into. And I, I think we can maybe just hit the tip of the iceberg on some of that. So we, where should we start, you guys? Wow, man, that, that's, a pretty, uh, that's a pretty deep topic there. <laughs> can you handle that, Sherry? Oh, I mean, just focusing is like kind of hard. <laughs> focus is hard well I love uh the great commission uh go and make disciples you know using the gifts that God's given you to share the good news of Jesus Christ with others that you come across and helping them out along the way um and then God I mean just loving loving God and loving others is I mean like you really I mean say no more I mean that's (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, that's enough. You just do those two things. That's a full-time job, you know, yeah. to love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and love love my neighbor as myself. I mean, that, you know, it's my husband. That's a, the lady, my neighbor next to me who irritates me. That's the person, the line at, at the, uh, you know, the grocery store who, you know, they have, uh, they're, you know, <laughs> they I'm have aware of everyone around them. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're bugging me. So, uh, those those are those are pretty all encompassing. Uh, just focusing on those two, um, that that would be a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and this this is kind of crazy, but do you feel like as you're getting older, um, it's easier to discard? We we were just talking earlier, Christette, you didn't grow up with the continuous. Um, you know, let your light shine. That was, that was a thing. My mom said, when you walked out the door, it was, you know, let your light shine, let your light shine. (laughs) It was, how are you representing Jesus? How are you making a big deal about Christ today? So it was just this ongoing, it was part of your DNA. 
Mm. And if I did something uh, as silly as I, I remember when Garrett was like four or five and Kaylee was a couple years old and I went to the, the dollar store and I handed Kaylee a toy, you know how you just have them in the cart and you're trying to keep them busy. And I handed her a toy and went by, we paid for everything, went out to the car, put her from her car seat into, you know, into the car. And as we're driving home, my son says, mom, and he's, he's devastated that Kaylee still had that little toy in her hand <laughs> and I didn't pay for it. Um, and, and all I can think of, oh, let your light shine. Your, your child will never go out and make disciples if he knows that he has, you know, a, a thief for a mother. And uh, anyway, he was crying because I said, you know what, we're going to bring it back tomorrow. I didn't want to drive all the way back. You know how that is. You're with toddlers and you're just like, oh, and he he just kept crying. We had to just this is when I believe in predestination. <laughs> was like created just to go out and 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 make sure that everybody's doing the right thing and uh I had to bring that back that little dollar toy and and you know lug the car seat get him out of his car seat and go back in wow. and uh but you know I I think that had an impact yes. on him and it goes back to how are we fulfilling that? And my whole point as I I, I went down a, a different trail is that as we get older, at least for me, sometimes I discard some of that, that significance of those little tiny things where I go, ah, that doesn't matter. You know, oops. Okay, so I'm totally opposite. Okay. I, I, I think because I wasn't raised that way. Um, well, let me backtrack really quick uh, about let your little light shine, you know? Um, so, because I, that was not something that was, you know, I grew up with when I had little kids and, and when they were at vacation Bible school, I really didn't want to be the helper. I just kind of wanted to be the kid and pretend I could go back and, and be a little kid and experience it. <laughs> you wanted cookies and Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Dan always says, what happened to you? Like you've gotten like backwards you know he goes the other direction you know he he lightens up and I tighten up so um <laughs> but I find that especially lately I mean just like what you're talking about in the store okay so this is what my mind goes through so uh I'll be walking along and you know and you go and you're like oh my god someone's in front of you and they're totally unaware or maybe in the in the aisle you know and they're hogging it all up and just totally oblivious to the fact that you're there and, and your first question is like seriously like hello and then I'm like hello Christette I have this little voice in me that says that is not being very kind you she's unaware you need to be kind and say hi and maybe say hello to her and I'm like oh okay <laughs> so those are the little conversations I have to change my perspective of the fact that why am I so annoyed it's not about me right. it's about Another person, this isn't, you know, God stopped you. So take advantage of saying and just showing kindness, you know, a couple. And it helped a couple of years ago. My word was kind. And, you know, so it really helped me instill some of these better habits in my life. Not that I get it right all the time, but I really do because my word this year is grace. And I just want to be graceful because I'm not always, you know, those thoughts sometimes don't go that way. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Christette, extend some grace to them. Yeah. You know. So 
isn't it, isn't it interesting? Uh, we were talking about temperaments earlier this morning. Um, whatever your temperament is, that's what you lean into. Because, Christette, I look at you, and you you are already a very gracious, kind human being. That's just in your DNA. And when you said, like, that was going to be your word, I wouldn't choose kind ever. <laughs> People think I need to be kinder, and I'm thinking I need to be focused. No, I need to choose Patty, like uh, you know, boss, leader, I charge, watch out, beware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like oh, kind and grace. All right, yeah, good words. Good words. Those are good words for other people to have, not not for you to have. Yeah, I think it's great how God gave you Garrett to bring some conviction in your life about the sin in your life. I mean, praise <laughs> God, he gave you Garrett, you know, cause you might just be like some, you'd you know, end up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just think where you'd be right now. You'd be yeah. some thief. Do the uh, right thing. Yeah, cause I, I, I will say as I get older sometimes, and you know, here we are confessing. Um, I, I hear things and I go, oh, that just sounds so trite. Like, what does that mean, the Great Commission? What does that mean, the Great Commandment? Like, don't just say, go do that thing. You know, what, how does it break down to where it's really applicable? Mm -hmm. So the, the other two would be, if the two most significant, you know, days are the day you were born, and then the day you discover why you were born. So what does that look like? Like, when do you guys feel like mm -hmm. you discovered that? Was it? Was it a day? Did you have a moment or was it just this ongoing experience? Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I can remember, of course, when I accepted Christ because I was an adult and it was very, I mean, it was really impactful. You know, I mean, it was, and it was scary too. I remember um, all these emotions, you know, and then you start on a path. I mean, I can remember going to, um, uh, it was David Hawking's uh, Calvary Church in California, Santa Ana. And I was so eager to learn that I would be the first one in line because the, the church would pack out and because it was so full and it was before they made, you know, built a bigger congregation. And I would run to the bottom, of, you know, of the, um, uh, of the pew because I want to be up front. I wanted to hear. And I was like, history is in the Bible? You got to be kidding me. And then I would sit there and just sob crying, you know, and um, but in, and so that was like a um, like uh, Blackaby talks about having markers in your life, you know, mm -hmm. experiencing God. And and I, I remember going through that um, and, and just thinking, wow, those are moments you want to mark, you know, and that's kind of how then you can go back and just realize God's teaching you along the way. And then, you know, what is my purpose? And I don't think I really understood that until years later, as God was teaching me different things. Now I feel like I have a better understanding of really what my purpose is. And I want to, you know, I want to do well with that. Mm -hmm. But it didn't happen like a day. I think it it was a gradual. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, so for me, uh, I was about 10 years old when uh, I accepted or realized I wanted Jesus Christ. Uh, I wanted to have a personal relationship with him. And so that was at age 10. But then as far as like, um, what am I called to do? I had a lot of great ideas uh, to tell God of what really I really wanted to do. I thought I was going to be a movie star for, for years. I mean, really, I'm sure. You're not, I'm, Jerry, you're not. 
Surely you've called me to be a movie star. I'm going to be a journalist. I'm going to be having a show. I'm going to do something super famous and awesome. So, so when that didn't happen for 20 years, um, then I, I kind of like, well, now what? So then finally, um, there was a one time there was a, a, a woman at church who gave a talk and she's like, you know, I, I would like to mentor people. And I, my job is to mentor you and to help you discover who you are. And I thought the word mentor sounded like the most boring word in my whole life. Why would you want to be mentored? That's like, it's like I want to like give you a root canal, mentor you. <laughs> So, but, but I was turning 40 and I'm like, you know, you better grow up and figure out your program. So I thought 40 is a good time to grow up and be an adult. So I went and met with her for about a year and she really helped me, uh, refine like how God had wired me. Um, because I wasn't, <laughs> sometimes I felt like a square peg in a round hole because like everybody else had this skill set, but mine was kind of over here. Um, so I realized that, um, I exist for the purpose of infusing energy to the glory of God. So whatever setting I'm in, that's how God's wired me to bring a lightness, uh, a joy, a whimsy, uh, energy, energy, really, really, really is the word energy. I, I can be in the settings and if there's no energy, I am dying. You're dying. Yeah, my air hose. I'm so done here. So well, um, I love that. Well, one of my favorite memories of you, Sherry, is um, when the kids were little and they we would send them off to school. She would be the first one to call and you would start singing. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'd call all my girlfriends and sing them the song. Um, so, yeah, so that helped me to have somebody put words to that because I wasn't quite sure what is my thing here. You know, uh, the movie business hasn't called me and I'm not quite sure what am I supposed to do with, you know, this you know, goofy personality, but I realized that there, there is an opportunity for that, um, skill set in a lot of settings and it's needed. And I didn't yeah. really think it was needed. I needed someone to say, you know what, it's necessary. And that's how God's wired you. And that's been super helpful. And, and that's what we are passionate about here on girlfriend. It is really finding out what, what are you called to do? You mm -hmm. know, you have your bigger calling and then you have the smaller calling mm -hmm. and that it is, is your purpose. And I would hope that it's continuously changing. I mean, I, I feel like the calling itself, we were created and designed for that specific it, for that specific calling. But I think it morphs and it changes. Mm -hmm. I, I can look at the it's, you know, the purpose and the passion in my life mm -hmm. and now on this end of it, it all falls through on that one strength or that giftedness that God created me to do. It mm -hmm. somehow revolves around that. And that goes back to um, so many segments ago when, when we talked about um, writing that dream list of everything that, because, you know, we know that God gives us the desires of, of our heart. And look at that dream list and then look at the experience, kind of like what you said, Christette, those markers of experiencing God and add them together. And most likely that's a part of, of your calling mm -hmm. and really discover your it. And as all of us, we, you know, Sherry, you talk about sliding into our, our grave. I feel like God will use you down to the details. 
Mm-hmm. They can allow him to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as a woman, a wife and a mother, I mean, your seasons of life change. I mean, they're constantly changing. And so you have to pivot and change and reinvent yourself and morph. I mean, I know over the years that I've known Christette, her her world has changed. And so it's been fun to watch her. Like in this season, I'm working full time. In this season, I'm involved, you know, in my boy's school and I'm taking on this ministry. I'm serving in this area. I'm in charge of this at church over here. Now I'm going to do my own business out of my home. It's going to look like this for a while. And now it's going to look like this. But in every season, she's been growing and morphing more and more into, you know, the godly wife and mom. And recently started uh, leading a Bible study out of her own home. And so that's something she wasn't doing years ago, yeah. but doing now, because now in her life, there's space to do that. And I, I met with the gal yesterday. She says, you know, what? it's almost like as you get older, you become a free agent. And so you, <laughs> you yeah. can just, you know, kind of pivot and move. And you, you thought maybe it was just right here, but you know what? He can use you over here and you're open to like God calling over here and over here and over here. And your world becomes more global and you're using that skill set and what door, whatever door opens. And and because you're being you're always preparing yourself when the door opens, you can step in and be that person. It's probably for you, Patty. I mean, there was a season of your life when you weren't doing this, but now you're able to, you know, be the trainer, developer, Zoom, you know, Zoom woman, you know, extraordinaire. <laughs> Like you yeah, are, of Fox. course. <laughs> well, I, I think it's interesting, Sherry, when you say the space, um, creating a space, and for for some, and, and you know, we've had these conversations that the space is as a reinventing. They could listen to us, and they can um, get discouraged mm. because you know we've heard that you guys are you know these great friends. You can share. You can hold each other accountable. You have this, you know support group with each other. I don't have that. You know, we hear it all the time. I feel very lonely. I feel very isolated. I don't know how to reinvent myself. I'm in a place where um, I don't know how God's going to use me. And I think finding space for that as well, like we don't want to be so discouraged that, you know, it's like, oh, you just listed 5,000 things that Christette is doing. And I'm just sitting here on my couch in a place of after COVID, then I'm going to go get my life back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's doing focusing Mm -hmm. on these two, two, twos. Mm -hmm. What is the great commission? What is the big calling? Um, I was born for what, what is the it and make a list of all those things that you have experience, Mm -hmm. you know, experiences with. And even like Christette, you starting um, a, a Bible study, Mm-hmm. I know, you know, I've shared this story when I went to church to go to Bible study because I was going to be an adult and a grown up. <laughs> and I went and I was so bored. They were doing the precepts class. And that's not the way my mind thinks. And they, they were literally focusing on two verses and they were breaking down. What does the mean? What does the mean? Like, pray yeah, about that. Like, it means the. <laughs> I was dying and I realized I was in a group of highly analytical, intelligent women Mm -hmm. and that was not the way I, I flowed, you know? And so I went and started asking, you know, my neighbors and friends to, to do a Bible study. So just encourage you to do that. And it, you know, at the time it ended up just being a book club because 
my one neighbor was like, I don't know how to pray. Don't ask me to pray. Another neighbor was like, you know, I don't know how, I don't even know the books of the Bible. Like, don't ask me to look up scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and so just be able to come together and have these conversations and, and slowly dive into, you know, the Bible, whatever that, that looks like to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too, um, uh, and thank you, Sherry. For, I love how she can, she she knows my life journey and I love how she reminds me of it <laughs> so well. Because <laughs> I forget sometimes. But that's um, that's a dear friend and, and I have been so blessed with that, that that is something that I I want to give back so badly. I want women um, to, to experience that. And I hope our listeners um, are inspired to know that it's available out there. That that like it, that hurts my heart when I hear women who are lonely and don't have friends. And because I know it's possible, I didn't have good friends before I moved here and got involved in church and and yeah. found like mindedness and found true friendships. Because I know there's some mean girls out there, but I, I but there's so many lovely women out there. And and you know and you also have to know like it's it's hard to, um, in, in each kind of stage and season of life, it's a choice you make every day. And, and the enemy would love for me not to have my women's Bible study on, on Friday. He loves to distract me so that I'm not prepared. And, and I feel inadequate, like, what am I doing? But yet when I sit here and listen to the great commission of what we're talking about, that's exactly what it is. I, these are women that live in my neighborhood that I am inviting into my home. And I, and I'm being vulnerable. I am being authentic and it's scary. So please know that it's, you know, it's just definitely stretching me and it's, it's, but I know it's going to make a difference. And so when I get behind on something the day before and I feel unprepared, you know, I'm like, Oh, I just, we should just, you know, switch it to next week. I'm like, no, I I need to show up and, and God will take care of the rest. And so it's being courageous as well. So it's teaching me a lot of things. So it's it's not easy all the time. Please know that. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's 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 just starting something small somewhere. It's just starting with a baby step. And so during this whole time of pandemic and COVID, with it's just it's so isolated and so bizarre for so many. So we'd come through it for maybe like, you know, eight months and some things were being lifted and and I could just sense a discouragement everywhere I go. I mean, for someone who's super extroverted, horrible, and if you're even quasi, I could sense that too. And so I did something I, I had never done before, but I'd, I'd heard of people maybe doing this. I just thought of maybe some other gals who had, who were um, homeschooling their children and had not had any social interaction with because school and life had stopped. And I thought, who could be at home homeschooling their kids and could just and could just use some encouragement? You know what? Because I can encourage them. I don't have a ton of like, you know, I'm not academic like theology person, but <laughs> I can encourage them. So I sent out like an email to like 10 gals. And you know what? Every one of them said, oh, I, oh, so I said, I sent out an email. I said, you want to come to my house for dinner? And, and we can just have some time and be together. And seven out of the 10 said, yeah, I'll be there. And so I've done that now for three, four months in a row. And tonight is another one, but it was shocking to me. I mean, how it was, I thought to myself, this is really so simple. I mean, I made a salad and they sat around the table 
and we just, you know, talked about life and how things have changed and how here's what's hard. Here's what's good. Here's what's working for me. Here's what my kids are doing. Here's what we're doing. And at the end of the evening, it was wonderful. Mm. It was wonderful. And really in my mind, I'm like, you know what? This isn't a big event. I don't have a bunch of fresh flowers. I didn't make like a gourmet meal. It was a salad around the table and it was so simple and and one night and I was kind of discouraged one time when I did I'm like you know it's just do people really need this do they like coming I don't know and then two of them lingered one night in my kitchen they said you know what this means so much to us we look forward to coming all month long I'm like you know what thank you God because I needed to hear that because sometimes I can think really does it make any difference and but that you know God knew that I, I needed just a little encouragement yeah well, and that that is the encouragement. Uh, I know for years now, I, I've led groups, um, especially my my heart is for, you know, younger girls, uh, college age, which now they're all getting older and out of college, which is fun. But it can be discouraging because we hear these stories where it's like, I invited 10 and seven of them showed up, you know, and then over the years, you 15 say, yes, I'll be there. And then one shows up and you have a pile of pasta, right? And then you go, okay, God, I am so done with this. I made this and I made it so nice. And I bought Valentine cups at the dollar store, you know, and you have that as well. But, but the reward over and beyond all the jewels I'm going to get in heaven. Um, the rewards really are, it's for that one that showed up. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes I would lose sight of that because it's like, I did all this work and only one showed up. Yeah. And then you realize that one is the one that stayed till midnight, pouring their heart out and yeah. it, you showed up and that's all he calls us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I love Sherry. Sherry, you shared this the other day, and I thought it, I think our listeners would really appreciate it too. Where, you know, um, we we don't always um, ask or invite. You know, we're, we're we're waiting to be asked or invited. And um, and Sherry's like, if I waited, because I need that. She's like, I need um, interaction with people. I need socialization. If I waited for everyone to call me and ask me, it would never happen. So. She just always is so great about taking the initiative. And it just, it really, um, it just resonated with me to be more intentional about that and aware because she is really good. And, and I, I try to beat her, but sometimes <laughs> she's super fast. Like when she goes to the bathroom, it's, you know, 10 seconds. And so, um, but, you know, I just think, um, you know, again, our listeners might really like, if you're sitting there and you're like, God, no one's called me, no one's reached out and you're dying for that social socialization. Trust me. So are they, they just are so overwhelmed or they're, they keep getting sidetracked or they're nervous that you're going to say no, that they're not reaching out, be the one to reach out and mean, it's okay. It, they will say, yes, I will, you know, guarantee someone's going to say yes. And if the first one doesn't, you move on to the next one. Um, because be brave, you need it, and so do they. And and so often, we, it's just we're just waiting to be invited. Yeah, yeah, isn't that so true? The invitation. If we only knew what that invitation looks like, we want somebody to invite us, and it might be us yeah. doing that. You know, making that invitation. And and I I know we've all heard that to to be a, to have a friend, you have to be a friend, but we forget that because we start 
playing this negative narrative that, oh, nobody's calling me and nobody's inviting me, especially right now in the time of COVID. So with that, just kind of a a quick summary of of what we've gone through. Uh, We talked about um, the, the big commission. What does that look like? And then that breaks it down to our smaller calling. So what is your it? What are you focusing on? Um, What do you need to discover why you were born, why you're here, taking all those experiences and dreams and and packaging them so you can focus on 2021 and really um, look at some of the choices that you're you're putting into play. And with that, we are going to close down, but I want to say go on to uh, Alexa and and just say play girlfriend it that happens to be a great way where you can find us and we're getting some of our technology and the way you can find us fixed out fixed fixed up and with that until next time we hope you have a girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life find us on facebook at girlfriend it hit subscribe to itunes or toginet.com